Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to another edition of the Word of Truth Outreach Podcast. I'm your today's host, Kent Lee. My co-host is on another mission, and uh, he left me in charge. And we are here to do rightly divide the Word of Truth. And if you'll be patient with me, I won't be before you uh, about 5 or 10, 15 minutes, and we'll be right on out of your way. So please have patience with me, and we'll try to accomplish just that in the mighty name of Jesus. Okay. So today's message of encouragement is for those that do their very best to be positive and tie your time to win souls for the kingdom and to witness to the lost and unconcerned. Our focus scripture would be Psalms 145 and 14. The Lord upholdeth all that fall and raise it up all those that be bowed down. Topic of focus is failure is not the final chapter written about you. Come on here, somebody. Failure is not the final chapter written about you. Psalms 145 and 14, this scripture is telling us that we may fall and we may fail, but the Lord will raise us back up. If we can reverence him and worship him and stay submitted and committed to him. Come on here, somebody. Often when we try uh, hard to please the Lord in our ways and to do everything that's right in his sight, that's when the enemy will come to discourage us the most, especially when our efforts don't go the way we plan them to go. We always have good intentions when we plan to witness to people or to invite someone that we don't communicate with that much to church or Bible study. We love the Lord and we do our very best to be as Matthews 5 and 14 says, the light of the world, a city that is set on a hill that cannot be hid. Verse 15 says we, sh- we should show the Christ in us to all that we come in contact with not hiding the fact that we belong to Jesus and our lives shows it. And verse 15 goes on to say, this gives hope or light to all that's watching our lives and have hope for their own. And it goes on to say, don't hide what's been put inside of you. It's been put inside of you to draw all men. Can we say amen? Verse 16 said, be Christ-like before all, so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Being like Jesus is the only way people would take notice of who we are and who you represent. And it's important to be consistent in your character and personality that you can always be approachable, always. See, being moody with those that seeking refuge in a better way can't be possible if someone is afraid to approach you for answers in their lives. We must be like Jesus. Hebrews 13 uh, verse 8 says, Jesus, the same yesterday and today and forever. See, the Greek word for same states that Jesus Christ is unchangeable. Look at your neighbor and says, I got to be unchangeable. I got to stay the same. So again, 
The Greek word for this means Jesus is unchangeable. So to be like Jesus is the key to being what we have to be before people. Amen. So, so we got to be the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. When people approach us, people have to see that we are the light. And we should be excited about witnessing and giving the invite. But most of the time, we forget or don't give thought that the enemy wants to keep as many as he has influenced to stay in his way of life. He don't want them to have better. He don't want them to be in better. He don't want better even to come their way. He wants them to stay defeated and under his control until the end of time. And most of the time, normally, that way is contrary to what God's will is for them. So Satan will at times cause them to have a stony heart to make it seem like the good that we planned was a mistake because of the outcome. Paul said it best in Romans 7 verse 21. I find in a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. Paul here is using himself to explain how he was and what he felt when he wasn't where he needed to be. So he's using himself to, to more or less explain people that you might go witness to, that you might invite the church, that you might ask to pray with. He is explaining to you just what's inside of these people that make them respond the way that they respond. Because if there's anybody that knows what it is to be, uh, as Paul said, abased and humbled and exalted, Paul is that one. So Paul knows exactly what it feels like to be uncovered unconcerned and unsaved amen with no direction he knows exactly how he felt when he was in that place amen so he was explaining about the constant battle that be going on on the inside of his heart so this is what we are up against when we witness to the lost and the unconcerned there are times we are allowed to lift up the name of jesus in the midst of the lost just briefly this makes them feel like we aren't pushing Jesus on them. So they feel like, you know, you just, you're witnessing to them, you're telling them some things, and, and you're not saying, well, you better get saved, you got to get saved, you must get saved. That too will come, but nevertheless, got to be a foundation formed in order to get to that point. So when we briefly tell them about the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for us, that's just that opportunity to open up a door that they don't even see coming. This makes us walk away thinking the door has been opened to lead that person and to win them over for the Lord. But Satan has a different plan for that person. Let's see what Paul is trying to tell us about a unstable minded person, because truly that is what we deal with. They are who we deal with when we are trying to witness, when we're trying to invite them to church, when we're trying to get them to come to Bible study, when we're trying to put them in a prayer group. These are the kind of people we are dealing with, unstable minded people, and they are the kind that you need God to show you how to handle them. Romans 14 says, for we know not, know that the law is spiritual. But I am carnal. See, this is what Paul is trying to tell you about how he was when uh, say that he was approaching. This is how the un untouchable are that you're going to approach that needs to be led to the kingdom of God. He said they're not they're not spiritual. They're carnal. 
So he said, for we know that the law is spiritual, but I am carnal, sold under sin. So we have to keep in mind that a sinner isn't excited about the things of God like we are because they are carnal. Verse 15 says, is, is saying that what's right isn't easy. Doing what's right is not going to be easy for us. And trying to lead somebody to the throne of grace is not going to be the easiest thing in the world that you can do. The Bible tells us that we are born in sin and we shaped in iniquity. So the first nature that we have when we are born is the, the nature of a sinner. So it would not be easy to lead someone to the throne of grace without proper preparation. What they need to do and the people that should be listening to, they won't always allow that opportunity to happen. And all the things they hate, they find themselves doing because they aren't stable-minded people. Verse 16 says, And if then I do that which I would not, I consent under the law that it is good. Now, then if it is no more I that do it, but the sin that dwelleth in me. Verse 18 says, For I know that in me, that's in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. So that's what Paul is trying to tell you when you are out there witnessing to someone, trying to, you know, uh, plant and allow one to water, that there's nothing good in that person. So you got to learn how to, to be a professional, how to maneuver around their negativity in order to show them that Jesus is the way and that they will come to the marvelous light. But he, but he was saying that in them will dwell no good thing. So for to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. Now, he basically was trying to say, now, just like those that you might witness to, there is in them the good, uh, the one to try to do right, but it's hard for them to find that way. Mm. He said they he find not. <coughs> Excuse me. So those people are going to uh, carry the same characteristics. They're going to have something inside of them that's trying to tell them that they they need to learn about the Lord. They need the Lord in their life. But then, on the other hand, they just that something inside of them is trying to tell them to stay where it is. Now, we are talking about a double-minded man, a double-minded person. We are talking about trying to witness to double-minded people. So I, I, I get this. For I know that in me, that in my flesh dwelling no good things. For to will is present with me. But how to perform that which is good, I find not. So even if we witness with good intentions, it isn't always how the ones we witness to see us. They won't see the good intentions in you when you come up to them and try to invite them to church or do your Bible study. They won't see your good intention. They just uh, see the holy roller in you and try to say, you know, you can't make me do this and you can't make me do this or I ain't ready to do this or I ain't ready to do that. But stay with the plan and I promise you everything will work all right. Verse 19 said, for the good that I would, I do not, but the evil which I would not, that I do. Listen to this. When Satan gets involved, he will always lead someone to put up a wall to our words of direction, which leads to catering to the flesh. Verse 20 said, Now if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but the sin that dwells in me. I find in a law that when I would do good, evil is always present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man, but I see another law in my memory. See what I'm saying? <clears throat> they they are, are banging against one another. 
the forces of good and evil, the right and wrongs, is banging up against one another to keep them persons from doing the right thing when you witness to him. You know, and it says, uh, so the ability to choose becomes more harder because of the war between the right that's in our heart and the sin from the imaginations of our mind. So this makes it harder to choose because of the battle that's going on with the good and evil. So the effort we make, Satan tried to make us think we failed because of the negative outcome of our effort. But the good news today is your failure isn't your final chapter written by you. Come on here, somebody. Failure is not the final chapter that is written about you. There are, they were great men of the Bible who fell but overcame. Mm, please get this. First on the list is King David. He was one of the chief sinners. Come on here. David did a lot of things that was contrary to, to the will of God, but nevertheless, he did good. What David didn't do, think about it. What didn't he do? Mm. But his failures wasn't his final chapter written, you well know. Number two, the prophet Elijah, his breakdown. Come on here. All of us remember the good things about Elijah, how he smoked the water and it parted and how he was called up in a chariot of fire to go to heaven. We all know all of this, but he had a breakdown. He failed to realize that God was work, was uh, at work regardless of how things appeared to him. Later in the chapter, God proved that, that to the prophet. There was a lot going on with Elijah in the 19th chapter. He was ready to give up and die because of him thinking things wasn't working out. Elijah went on to say in verse 14 that he was very jealous of the Lord of hosts, but his failures wasn't his final chapter written about him. He went on to be one of the greatest to ever follow God. Amen. And number three on the list is John Mark, his desertion. John Mark deserted Paul and, and, and Silas at Barphilia and left the work. This is in Acts 15 and 38. This caused Paul not to depend or trust in John Mark, but Barnabas decided he needed a second chance and took John Mark with him. See, this created two teams of missionaries being sent out instead of just one to strengthen the body of Christ. And so Barnabas took Mark and sailed to Cyprus, and Paul chose Silas and departed being recommended by the brethren to the grace of God. And he went through Syria and Sicilia, strengthening the church. So John Mark failure wasn't the final chapter written about him. Come on here, somebody. And the fourth on the list is Paul. Paul passed history. We know the story of Saul before being converted, how he tried to end the Christians. Lots he did against the church, but his failures wasn't his final chapter. We knew how, uh, or we know how great he was after the fact that he was converted. And fifth on the list is Peter, his denial of Christ. We know how Peter was before the death of Jesus. He will lie. He was denied and not show himself as a man of peace. Jesus even told him how Satan desired to destroy him. But after Jesus died, Peter stepped up his game. 
his past failures wasn't his final chapter written. Come on here, somebody. I would end this by telling all of you that things won't always work out the way you planned them. You would do your best, and it would seem that your best wasn't good enough. But keep this in mind. Your failure don't have to be your final chapter written about you. Get up, shake it off, and try again next time. Keep it going. Um, so when when all that's failed and the next time come up, I want you to keep in mind Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 again. Keep it in mind. Allow God to make your path straight and your efforts productive. He has to organize our every move. So when you go to witness to someone and it seemed like all hell has fell loose against you, things didn't turn out the way you planned, the people didn't take what you had to say like you thought they would, that's not the final chapter that's written about you. That don't mean your life got to end there. That don't mean the work that you're doing got to end there. That means you gather up the pieces. You pick up your cross and you and you go harder at it. You figure out a way to, to make the wrong right. Uh, you know, instead of, you know, going on yourself, seek God more in your direction. So you're not going to always be deceived. Everybody is not excited about receiving Christ in their life. There's one that are, that take great pleasure in sin. They're not going to easily give up that sin for life because some of them is getting rich over the sinful things that they're doing. And some people just, just plain and simple manipulant and, and, just take me at my word that they will not want to change their evil ways because of the benefits that they're getting from being a sinner. So don't be discouraged when you go to talk to someone or try to invite someone to your church or to your Bible study or, or to pray with you or whatever. Don't get discouraged when they uh, put you down because like the word says, there's a war that's going on in the members. One is saying, yes, I want to do this. But another one saying, nah, I ain't got time for that. I got other things to do. I'm not done uh, running the field yet. So you got to keep that in mind when you are talking to people and it seems like they are hurting your feelings with the things that they say, you know, based on, you know, trying to witness. Come on here. But don't give up witness. That's what the enemy wants you to do. He wants you to give up lifting up. And keep this in mind. God is not a man that he will lie. He said if he be lifted up from the earth, he will draw all men unto him. So keep lifting him up. And everything will be all right. So you're going to fail at some things. That don't mean you fail to the point that you're going to give up and denounce God and say, hey, I don't want to be saved no more. You're going to be you're going to fail in your efforts. Sometimes you're going to be led to witness to someone or God going to lead you to certain ones to talk to, and it's not going to work out the way you planned it. But it don't mean that this has to be the final chapter written about you. It don't mean you got to stop right there. It's not the final chapter. What you do, you start the next chapter. Well, I, I didn't do something just right here. What I got to do to make this right in the sight of God? Because what we have to realize, we do everything that God might get the glory. And, and all that needs to be in heaven are those that are unconcerned. Come on here, somebody. So, don't let any failure that you do be the last chapter that's written about you. Brush off, get up, and make it happen. Amen. Thank you for another opportunity to come by way of word. This is another Word of Truth Outreach podcast with your host, Kent Lee. And we are so pleased and happy to be here today, and we hope that we have said something that will encourage you 
not to give up when things don't work according to schedule, according to plan. Because it's not the end of the world, as we say. It ain't got to be the last chapter that's written about you. Brush off, get up, and make it happen. So if there's some things that God has, has uh, envisioned inside of you to do, you, you do it. Make sure it happen. Take your steps that's necessary. Go through the necessary process that it takes in order for this to be perfected. <clears throat> God did say he will perfect those things which concerned you. So go through the process. Seek God for whatever you need to do and whatever you need to say. Don't take it on yourself to think that you got the answers all by yourself. Because truly, when the enemy gets in the midst of someone you're trying to witness to, he can make it harder. And that's what Paul was trying to tell us in this particular text of Scripture. That, hey, there's something inside of us that's warring. We're hearing you, and we want to do what's right. But there's another member that's warring in my body that's telling me to forsake all and to do the thing that the flesh wants to do. So keep that in mind when you're trying to witness somebody. Because everybody is not happy to hear what you got to say. And that's how Paul was when he was persecuting the church. He didn't want to hear anything about Jesus. He didn't want to hear anything about the church. All he wanted to do was persecute the people. So when we are up up to someone trying to witness, and in the day they might have something good to say about what you said, but tomorrow when they get up and the enemy hitchhike, it's a totally different day. So you got to prepare yourself for the change come. And because the, the enemy He's the same. We could use that Greek word same with him, meaning unchangeable. He's not going to change. He can't change. He, come on here. So just know that when you go out to witness, that it's not always going to turn out the way that you think it should. But with God, you can overcome. Last word. Don't let your failure be the last chapter that is written about you. This has been another WOT Word of Truth Outreach Podcast with your host, Kent Lee. Thank you for your time. Have a blessed Sunday, and we out. Be blessed.